Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. Hello Slackers, I hope you have enjoyed season one of the Slacker podcast because this is the last episode for a couple of months. God, I sound very croaky on this as well. This must be a two-day hangover. I went out the other night to watch 1975 and got pretty wasted and... Yesterday was one of the worst days ever. So this is probably why I'm so croaky today. Um, my name is Phil Taggart and I am an Irish broadcaster, a label boss, heartthrob, astronaut. Um, delete is applicable, basically. There's two of those that are true. Um, and it's always been a bit of a trip getting this podcast going uh, at the beginning. It's always been uh, sort of traditional radio for me. That's where I started out. I started working... Um, in the BBC about 10 years ago, not as a presenter, I got a job uh, sort of making the tea and bringing guests up and doing some editing uh, through a course that I did through the Dole, so it was actually like being on benefits got me into the BBC about 10 years ago, which is really weird, Uh, I started broadcasting on Radio 1, actually presented about 6 years ago, Um, so it's been pretty cool for me to try something a little bit more speech based, instead of me just, you know, jamming records together, which is what I'm best at, it's kind of a little bit scary standing out and doing it on my own terms, but I've learned a lot about podcasting in, in season 1 and I hope to sort of take all that information that I've learned in season one into season two when hopefully, hopefully it will kick off in March, April time. I'm looking to bring my book out around May time as well. So I'm kind of trying to like make sure that everything sort of fits around the right time. Um, I've already recorded a few of the episodes for season two and they are really, really, really good. It's looking like it's going to be an amazing season. Um, but before we get into our last episode of season one, I just want to tell you that the Slacker Club Night is going on tour in February. Um, so Slacker actually, it started out as a as a live night and it's meant to be one of those nights where, you know, you can come and you can sort of throw yourself about a little bit. You can get into the pit. You can um, crowd surf. It's meant to be a little bit loose. Um, and we're taking it on tour in Southampton, Reading and Margate on the February the 20th, February the 21st and February the 22nd. Headlining and playing live on the night, we've got the Magic Gang, who are up there with the finest bands in the country at the moment. Their debut album is a joyous guitar record. Like they've they've got influences from loads of different places, but like there's just a little bit of the, the Beach Boys in there that just really sort of gets me over. Actually, do you know what? It's making me want to go and listen to it. I'm going to go and listen to it after I finish this. Um, and supporting on the night we have got a no good, nasty, snottery, bile spitting punk band from Derry. They are called Tights. If you like really legit sounding punk, punk with a purpose punk with a reason, good lyrics, and just 
frantic rhythms, then you will like touts. And then I'm going to DJ as well a little bit. I've no idea what the flip I'm going to play in between Magic Gang and touts, but I'll figure something out. So it's February the 20th in the Engine Rooms in Southampton, February the 21st at Sub 89 in Reading, and February the 22nd at Dreamland in Margate as well. It's booked my hotel the other day, so I'm getting ready for that. I'll put a link to the tickets in the description of the podcast. Um, so this week's podcast is from one of the most eccentric and awesome artists to grace the 16 episodes that we had here on season one of the Slacker podcast. She is from just outside Bergen in Norway. She is 22 years old. Uh, her debut album came out in 2016. It was called All My Demons Greeting Me as a Friend, which is a great name for an album. Uh, she's won tons of awards in her native Norway. She has a mop of blonde hair. I'm trying to tease it in. Have you guessed who it is yet? Yeah. This week's podcast guest is Aurora. And here it is in three, two, and a very croaky one. In the little studio basement in Soho, I've got yes. Aurora. Yes, you got me, and I'm <laughs> sitting here with you in the studio. And we're going to do the interview like this. We're going to sing it for 60 minutes. And you're going to be so happy when it's over. lady. <laughs> love how you're like... That went really well. Yeah, it was really Congratulations. good. Congratulations. That was a really good um, yes. interview. Well done. What was your favourite part of it? I love the part when we sang and it just became like really magical to one of those moments you know that you know i'll never experience this yeah. again i like the bit where you um said that your next album was going to be like all death metal yeah yeah i did yeah with my eyes <laughs> <laughs> aurora hello how are you <laughs> i'm 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 lovely how, how are you what sort of mood have we got you in on this um friday morning well i'm feeling very um um i'm feeling very nice is that coffee it's a cup of tea oh Hmm. Do you want some? No. No. Um, I'm feeling very. I'm feeling. Um, I'm feeling very good. I'm feeling a quite a, a tiny bit tired, but also very. Um, is Perkish a, a word? Perky. Perky. Perkish works as well. I can. Uh, we we could get that into the dictionary. It's easy to get something in the dictionary. You just need to get like all of your Aurora fans tweeting about it. Then it becomes into yeah. the sort of popular lexicon, and then it will end up in the dictionary. Yeah, Perkish. Okay, so if the hashtag of you using, if you're listening to this podcast, is hashtag Perkish. Feeling Perkish? Feeling yes. Perkish. <laughs> it's kind of a mixture between feeling perky and feeling packish. So it's like you're feeling up and you're like, right, I'm in a really good mood, but I'm hungry. Yeah, it's kind of like perkish. that. Perkish. Yeah. There, I'm glad that we've added something to the the long history of the English language. Yes. Is Norwegian your first language or is English your first language? Norwegian is my first language. Um, or my first language, maybe uh, music. Music, And then yeah. my second the one universal is Norwegian. Language. Well, and then, yeah. Is, is it difficult for you, like, like, is it difficult for you when, say we're just talking, we're doing an interview to, to do it all in English? Because I can't speak any other language other than English. So the, the idea of having to do an interview in Norwegian or French or Spanish <laughs> um, would kill me i would i would freak out i wouldn't know what to do oh yeah well that's i i don't feel like i'm getting killed because i'm i i i think i began reading on english when i was four yeah you know and norwegian a, a year before that and we learn both norwegian and english uh from the age of six in school and then germany from the age of 11 i think so i know all of those so you've got you're, you're fluent in three yes I'm a bit off in in German. Sometimes, you know, the wrong word comes out, but <laughs> I I understand quite a lot of it. Yeah. Does this does this happen when you when you do interviews when you've got like an album out or you're on tour or something and you just say you just say the wrong thing? Like Yes. Yeah. I say the wrong thing all the time. I I'm I'm really bad at thinking before thinking, thinking, thinking before <laughs> I speak. Yeah. Um but I don't think that's a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. I just move on from it and I forget. You just work it out as you go along. Yes. Isn't it? Um, <laughs> so when you... I, I kind of like want to get to the start, but I want to play this demo that you've given us as well, right? Um, I ask everybody that comes through to bring with them a piece of music that they did when it was at the early stages of their career. And I've got a piece from you. 
called Awakening. Oh yeah, yeah. How old's that track? That's um, that's really old. That's from two thousand and thirteen. What age were you then? Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Well, right, mm. let's let's hear it. This is a ro- This is when you went under your full name. Yes. I can't pronounce your your, your surname. I know it, it was more like a kite a gesture of kindness to the world, so they wouldn't have to kind of think about how to how to say my name. Yeah. I thought it would be easier to just go with Aurora. I think I think you're right. As <laughs> well, you confuse the dim people like me. This is um, a, a, an early demo from 2013 called Awakening. With a tiny rope and a bag of stones and all heartbroken wishing bones, she's going in. She's going home. Oh, this little golden night, fighting every day behind the light. Behind the light Walking faster down the street With eyes and no shoes on her feet Going on this journey Determined to complete This is farewell, this is goodnight The last time she will see the daylight See the daylight And she's gone Aurora and Awakening when you went under Aurora Akasnes? That's wrong. That's wrong. Well, how do, how do, me, oh, do, you to, do you want to give me another go then? Yes. Aurora, Just think Axe, you know, like a, Aurora Axness. Yeah, beautiful. Hey, <laughs> I got I feel like I'm part of the family now. You aced it, as we say in Norway. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. Um, so that, that track Awakening, you wrote that in 2013. Um did you did you like make that yourself? Did you produce it yourself? How did how did you go about I, making that piece of music? I wrote the song before I was signed. I think I wrote it when I was fourteen or fifteen. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. And then I recorded it when I was sixteen with O Martin that used to play in my band. And I yeah, I produced it with him. And it was uh, my first no, my second song mm-hmm. ever recorded and um, um, what was it what was it about that song that you were like right I gotta record this one um, I don't know I just felt like you know this is the mood for the day this is what I want to do today mm-hmm. and I had I had quite quite many songs but I like this one because it's kind of sad happy and I love that mood how can you have a sad happy song about somebody who like it's a young girl who, who drowns, dr- drowns herself drowns herself. yes yeah and but she's going on a journey. <laughs> oh right, okay. You know, she's a, she. It's kind of like a sad, happy thing because she's in in the end of the song. I think I don't. I remember the lyrics, but I think she kind of touches the surface of the water again. So you know, it's kind of like an open ending. Maybe she changed her mind, or maybe she went into another dimension. You know, a different life, a different world. Uh, so it's not really an ending. It's just an ending to this, to this, to that it's part very, of it's her life. It's very cinematic. I feel like I, when you were talking about that, I was painting the painting the sort of um, mise en scene in my head. Mm. I'm really inspired by by um, images in the head. They're the best. Movies or photography or everything. No, in the head. 
not mm. outside of the head. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the time you you got up in front of your school and and did a and and started singing, and somebody videoed it. What happened? What happened there? Oh yeah, well we we had, I think like once a week, one hour or, t- or two hours every second week, we had music education mm-hmm. or like we we just learned we had m- music in school, and it was on high school like when you're. Like eighth, ninth, and tenth grade, Mm -hmm. um, and we had music, and then there was a thing, like an assignment, and you could choose what to to do, like play in a band or do a song, sing or play piano, and I thought, you know, I didn't want to work, so I did the thing I thought would, you know, I knew I wouldn't have to rehearse on, and I thought I can just sing a song in front of the the teachers. And you know, yeah, because it was just it was just because I didn't want to do homework, <laughs> and I you're like I uh, sing anyway, yeah, yeah. And, and I knew how to play the song because I I made it and I I played them all the time. So it was just like me being quite lazy back then. Yes, I didn't really want to be an artist anyway. Um, and then they said, oh, you have to sing a song on the graduation in tenth grade. What I age is tenth grade? I'm, I'm not very. I think it's up on my fifteen. Yeah. Do you turn sixteen in the like end of the okay, year, but yeah. you are fifteen for the year. Yeah, I think I was at least. <laughs> and then I, yeah, I played a guitar, which I did because I loved Lena Cohen and Bob Dylan, and I couldn't play, but I did it. And someone filmed it, like the wrong way, so it looks like I'm sitting on the wall sideways. Um, and I think they put it on Facebook, and that's how my management found me. I mean, it's that a lot of artists would go through the mire of sending um, demos out and like emails out and like begging for management, please come to me. And you're just like, oh yes, okay, this will work. It's <laughs> so easy. Yeah, well, I guess it's often like that in life when you don't know that you want something, then it kind of happens very easily. Mm-hmm. Compared to when you kind of really want something and you hunt it, it's really evil <laughs> that life is like that, isn't it? It's like but it's uh, when when um, me and my friends were like quite young, and I say about like eighteen, nineteen, and we would go out on Friday or Saturday night, and we'd be like hoping that like one of us would be able to like you know like get a girlfriend or something, and we'd all go out and we'd like do our hair and t- <laughs> you know put on our best clothes and be like going right tonight's the night I'm gonna meet somebody, it's gonna be really special. And every single night, the night that you would go out to try and do that, you never, ever met anybody. It was the nights that you went out, you looked like shit, and you're just like, oh, crap, blah, blah, blah. Then you meet somebody. Mm. It's just, You can't really go looking for it. I think people can smell desperation as well. I, I think, think that's so. like, a, like a, a little smell in the air that nobody knows is there, but people know it. I think we do. Yeah. It's just like couples also trying to have a baby, and it's, it's often very hard when you really try. And when you give up, then you get one like a week <laughs> yeah. after you're like oh it happened it's very it's very strange that way but i think it's kind of i i didn't want to be an artist and i didn't know that i that, that was a thing you could do you know it's it's not really a thing did you not like watch tv and videos and have obviously people like leonard cohen and bob dylan that you mentioned earlier and just like look at them and go i wouldn't mind having a crack at that 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 looks like a pretty good life or did that seem too foreign no I didn't really think about it I didn't really it, it didn't appeal to me that kind of that attention being on the stage especially not on TV especially not on radio yeah <laughs> just kidding but it's like I didn't <laughs> it didn't really appeal to me those things because I I I did like writing songs but it was more it was more like like I also loved eating good food and masturbating you know just like nice things mm-hmm. you know it was more like that. I didn't want to. I didn't need to share that with everyone. But you weren't going to be a chef. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like, I don't know. I just enjoyed it uh, for my own pleasure, um, and then I, I kind of realized that it's important to to share heart, uh, heart, heart music yeah. with other hearts because uh, that's kind of it's kind of like a duty, like you have to, because it's uh, it's important. When when was the first um, moment where you were like, oh wow, music! Holy crap, this is this is fun. I think I was like three. <laughs> can you remember? Can you remember back to three? Because I I definitely can't. I I bumped I, my head a lot though. <laughs> as a kid. So did I. Yeah. 
that's it explains a lot I think I fell a lot and I hit my head all the time I got like two concussions uh-huh. but anyway um, from, about, from about four till about ten I can't remember <laughs> I don't know. Who was I where was I I don't remember like what prison was I my, in yeah but I, I, I remember three but not like six to thirteen it's the concussion years it's the concussion years yeah but I remember before that like the quiet the quiet era I call it or the quiet chapter when you stay home I didn't go to kindergarten because I uh, we moved when I was that age, mm-hmm. um, when I was three, and we, yeah, I just, what were we spe- talking about? Oh, yeah, memory, music. First piece of music you remember? Yeah, it was Mozart, I think. Oh, that's very classy for, for a first piece, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it? but it was like not noisy. Yeah. And it sounded organic, and I have seen, I knew I'd seen instruments that I could hear and I could recognize them from the real world, which I really enjoyed back then. And I remember it just struck me as, a, you know, a really, I think you could understand immediately because it was just beautiful, really s- simple like that. Your, your parents sound like they've got good taste in music if they're playing, playing Mozart in the house when you're, when you're quite young. Yeah, I really enjoyed that when I was sick. We had like a, a CD of like Mozart and Beethoven Just and, for, and Bach and, as a and sick all day. of those. Yeah, like <laughs> and it it helped me when I cried. It made me not cry. And I think babies really like classical, classical music, music because it's very like it keeps your brain going and it also makes you relaxed while it kind of makes you curious because it's a very special kind of. Um, What's your relationship with classical music like now? Um, I like it, but I don't listen to it a lot anymore. I don't. I kind of feel that like when it comes on, or when I, like I'm watching a piece on TV and there's like you know, or like a film and there's a bit of classical music on, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Why do I not listen to classical music? I feel like you have to hit a certain age or le- reach a certain level of maturity to go back into classical music. Maybe. Maybe you know it's kind of like I'm, I don't think you I'm have mature to be enough too for it young, yet. yeah, or mature enough. Maybe it's like a fine line there. Yeah, exactly. Maybe. There's but there's bound to be a time in my life where I'll really enjoy like cognac and uh, classical music and cigars <laughs> and stuff. But it's just not not right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think it's it is kind of like a very a romantic thing. But it's weird because it's weird how they are connected to people in movies. Because there's always like psychopaths that listens to classical music while they like kill someone or eats someone's brain or you know it's it's very strange how they link classical music with kind of intelligence but also being a bit off. Have you ever seen American Psycho? No. Right. But I've the- I've seen the intro. Yeah, many times, or, or, or like when he's oh, that's in the bathroom. That's the, that's actual Psycho. Um, American Psycho is the one with um, Christian Bale. Oh in yes, it. Batman. I love. Batman. Yeah, he's not Batman in this. He plays a kind of like psych- psychotic um, <laughs> Wall Street trader. Oh. And there's a really great scene um, in it where he he's got one of his victims in his in his flat, and it's really pristine. Everything is beautiful in it, and. The, the, the victim's kind of sitting down just thinks that they're having a drink and having a fun time mm. and uh, Christian Bale's character walks over to the stereo and just sticks on Phil Collins and starts like giving the whole Phil Collins rundown going well Phil Collins actually back in 1982 and then just sticks a sledgehammer straight through his head nice yeah yeah Phil Collins is also nice I enjoy that <laughs> <laughs> Um, so writing Mel, I don't even know how I get back to it from like t- t- talking you through a scene in American Psycho to, to, to you writing melodies at six. Right. Yeah, I did write a lot about death just yeah. to link it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> nice. Good segue. A Norwegian Psycho. Well, I, I, I really like, I didn't enjoy death, but I was really fascinated by it and I still am. At what, at what age did you become fascinated? And was it, like, is it something that worries, like, your parents? Like, if I had a kid and they were fascinated by death, I would probably be a little bit like, <laughs> okay, are you okay? <laughs> it worried my teachers. Yeah. Because in every, like, essay, you know, when you write a short story yeah. for your, for the, 
this this uh, the but, thing. Yeah. And and then you you know everyone always died in really massive like strange ways. And Can you remember any of those stories? I remember there was like this orphan orphan how home with two a boy and a girl and the girl was blind and he and she only had the boy to kind of help her see the world and to explain you know how things were and he really helped her experiencing her surroundings without seeing it and he was very important for her but then the the orphanage burned and then i think she she noticed it and saved him because she could feel the heat and hear everything before the others but then they all died I mean, I can understand why that, that like, th- there was probably a phone call went home going, but I really like Mr. and Mrs. Axness, can we, can, we, can, we, can we see you in, the, in our office in the morning? In every story. And I think, <laughs> I remember the feedback, like, can you write a story without everyone dying? That would be so nice to see some change in your, in, 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 in your, in your world. But it's kind of like the only thing we know for certain, isn't it? So yeah. it kind of made sense to me to end everything with dying. And I didn't like, you know... It's, that it's your full stop. Yeah, it is the full stop. And it kind of worried me to keep the story, the characters live without me continuing the story. I, I felt like they would just be somewhere forever caught in, you know, there. So I thought I, I should just kill them. I thought, like, I, I would love to hear your take on Goldilocks and the Three Bears. You know, you know that one. Yes. Yeah. And she like, visits just, the home. I think it's just because I've had some porridge, which is kind of reminding me. But <laughs> so, like, I would imagine if you were re- rewriting that at your like early age, it would have been Goldilocks goes into the Three Bears' house and she tries out the bed and the porridge, and that one's not right. Blah blah blah, and it just ends with the the bears like mauling her and eating her. Maybe she eats the bears. Maybe she does. Yeah, <laughs> and then she. Eats I see how I'm starting foot. to like understand. Actually, I'm not even starting to understand how your brain works. But at least I'm like. But then she a eats her foot, and she becomes a black hole, and that's how black holes are made. Because in space, when a person eats their own foot, and they end up in you know, and and then it, it oh, just they become inverted. Eternity. Yeah. Yeah, like I've seen some music video one time of somebody's like lower jaw, the the mandible, mm. goes up and eats their own head and then yeah. eats the rest of their body and then eats itself. Yeah, but that's how. See, I think if you were going to become a black hole, you'd have to eat yourself from the jaw around. I would begin at my foot. Which one? Left. So you've got a thing about um, your feet. I saw in an interview before where you wash one foot in the morning and one foot in yeah. the evening. Yeah, I do. Is that true? Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes some of the things that, like you say, are so like bizarre that I'm not quite sure whether you're like just saying it. I like because it's quite entertaining. To, I like to do that often to yeah. just s- say things to confuse people. Um, I quite enjoy it though. I, I quite <laughs> I quite enjoy a good a good like yarn. But I do actually wash my foot. Okay. I don't. Explain. I take that very seriously. My feet. No, it's just because the, um, one side of me is kind of easier to bend in the morning when I haven't stretched. And I love to clean the foot that's been inside the bed because my right foot is always on the outside of the duvet. Mm-hmm. Duvet, I know that word. Um, <laughs> it's always on the outside of the duvet. Yeah. Duvet. And then the left foot is always on the inside. It, often. It depends whether. Yeah. And then I like to wash the foot that's been inside, you know, the, the uh-huh. duvet. <laughs> I love because how you the, love that word so much. The, the Have you just learned it? Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the foot outside the duvet yeah. is, is you know, cold and fresh, but the other is not. I think that's... And then I just wash the other one because the other, you know, just to keep it balanced. I think that um, the two words of this podcast so far are Perkish and duvet. Duvet. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we are at the halftime point. Uh, we've only got one more half to go, then the season is over. And it is time for a holiday. Or maybe it is time to go on tour. A slacker tour. February the 20th in the engine rooms in Southampton. February the 21st at Sub 89 in Reading. And February the 22nd in Dreamland in Market. Two live bands. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. With the Magic Gang and Tights, who I think you should all go and listen to. That's my recommendation for for you to go and listen to music go and listen to the magic gang go and listen to tights and then make your mind up you don't even have to come see them live but if you are about southampton reading or market it would be lovely to see you there will be a link in the description below to link to tickets okay right back to the final half of the aurora podcast how do you find the music industry in like all the behind the scenes stuff and all the things that goes with it because like it, it's very different from you sitting down and, and writing music in in your home or in your studio but then having to go and take it around the world and do things like this and like do tv and all sorts of things how how do you find that what's your relationship with that like i don't like doing tv why not i don't know it's just because i love performing now I hated it before but now I love it mm-hmm. and I love you know the the rawness of it but TV is so controlled and I don't like that it's because they make you do things over and over again as well don't yeah. they you have to do different takes and stuff we, we never do more than one take yeah because I, I I can't do the same thing twice mm-hmm. and it becomes really bad then yeah I once had to do it because we actually sang we, we, we played wrong and that became really bad Mm. I love like the first. Um, so I don't like TV, but I like I like, uh, and it's always so cold in there. So it's really hard for me to go barefoot, which I have to, because it keep it keeps me a bit grounded on a weird experience like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like I like interviews because it's just people, and I like people, and it's nice to talk and to kind of hear what they wonder and to answer the questions and to kind of meet meet humans. As f- as a friend, and you sit down and talk, which I really enjoy, and the music, you know, the back behind the scenes, this this life, is kind of not glamorous, and also as glamorous as you would think. It depends what day it is and what time of the day it is. Yeah. But there's a lot of work, a lot of traveling, without really seeing the places. But there are a lot of celebration of also. Oh, there yeah. is a lot of celebration. And you meet a lot of people in every city mm. that are very positive about your music, which must keep you going when you're missing home. It does. And I have books, which I read. I have, you know, my 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 clothes smell like like the, the, the soap I have, which I wash them in home, at home. Do you take your sisters on tour with you? No. I wish like- I did more. Because like I, I, one of them is a fashion designer and the other um, is a makeup artist. Mm. And I was thinking about this when I, I was like looking at notes earlier on. I was like, does that mean you had to be a pop star to sort of link everybody together? Yeah. <laughs> you know, makeup well, artist, yeah. well, fashion well, designer, pop star. It, like I if, think it's a very. I I did kind of. Um, it's like your parents are like a, a record knew. label. Yes, they are. <laughs> like an entertainment label. Yes, yeah. they are. And uh, um, yeah, it's it's very strange, isn't it? And mm. I think they both. I think we all kind of decided to become what we became at the same time, also. But you know, I don't really need a designer or a makeup artist. I I, I think if they w- w- weren't doing that, I wouldn't have you know you used it because I don't really like makeup and I don't really like having to wear something I didn't you know that I didn't I, I like to decide everything you feel like I feel like you've got your fashion on point yourself but it's very amazing because we are best friends and it's amazing like if I'm if I blush on tv it's good that Miranda can kind of fix that um and if 
you know, small things like that that actually helps to calm me a bit down because I feel like people can't, you know, see on the outside at least that I'm nervous or embarrassed. Even though it's kind of cute, it depends what kind of day it is. You know, it helps with the anxiety of certain yeah. situations. And I don't like when people touch my face. So she's the only one allowed to. And she's really gentle and kind and she's the best old sister. So I this is another reason had. why you don't like TV because they have to put makeup and stuff on you. Like, yeah, don't I touch so. my face. I don't like it. But no one touches my face. It's no. only Miranda. I'm so tempted. And to then <laughs> I would kill you. I know, exactly. You know, I would. I, I know you would as well. <laughs> but it's like, um, and then uh, I don't like to have water in my face either, actually, except for rain. But I can't shower like a normal person. I have to, like, I get... I'm, I have to have like a towel on over my face because yeah. it really panics me when I get what one drop of warm water on my oh, face. Oh really? So what mm. about like, I don't like swimming? It. No, I don't. You I don't can't. Swim? I can if I'm in the ocean. Yeah. I don't know. Outside is different. Everything is different outside because uh-huh. I love Mother Earth. Like the ocean and the rain, that's just perfect. But inside, I can't. A swimming pool. No. I, I I really get like I really don't like I don't know why there is just something that makes me uh, quite stressed about it maybe I maybe I fell into a water when I was a kid or something I don't know but I never liked it since I was a baby to have water in my face see I, I won't go out above my head in the ocean if I, if I can't stand up Mm. And I like I, I panic and I'm Aww. like going oh god yeah uh, get, get 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 me back to shore so like oh, a lot of my friends are surfers and like they'll be out surfing like big waves and like looking like rad dudes tubular mm. rad dudes yeah and I'll just be on like you know, you know the little uh, the little what do you call they call those things those big sort of surfboards for beginners uh baby board yeah exactly I'll be on the baby board like just looking like an absolute Loser. A baby <laughs> I lose around the baby board. That's me. I I like that. Yeah, I exactly. think that's a good guy. I gotta get my mum to get them but some I, I I just <laughs> spoke about Miranda, so I have to speak about Victoria also because they're both but, my yeah. sisters. Yeah. She's also very lovely and she makes clothes and she's really good at it. And it's perfect actually to have the opportunity to ask, like, can you please make this? And I'm sometimes I make a drawing for her and sometimes she draw, you know, and we kind of just make it together and then she makes it and it's quite it is, what about this that you've got on this right I now? bought it's a very expensive dress actually but I cut we cut it in two yeah it looks and it looks really cool and when, you, when you're out on stage and you're performing um, yeah then I just it's just old things yeah maybe I use some parts of things me and her have made together very, but I like very, to like, put together billowing dress it was like uh I'm so bad at describing fashion. Like my missus says this to me all yeah, the time. Yeah, me too. I I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, but you were wearing like big Doc Martin shoes with a big white dress. It was like a, like almost like a wedding dress, but with Doc Martens. I was like, that looks really cool. Oh yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just like putting on whatever feels, uh, and I like many things from the different. I don't even know. I hate when people ask me to describe my style. Yeah. Because it's just like it can change it, a lot, and it's I do I, I just like to put on. Whatever makes me feel like uh, like I feel on the inside. What about uh, the Aurora fan base? They they seem like they oh, are lovely. a lot of fun. Yeah, they are. They're a lot of fun. They're good friends. I feel like my fans are friends because they know they can kind of talk to me like a normal person. And I know that I can tell them that, okay, I'm a bit tired. I can't, I don't have any energy to take any pictures right now. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not going to be talking to anyone on social media because I hate my phone. <laughs> so I'm going to be away for a month. And they understand all of that also. So it's kind of like they understand. And they I'm stick human. with you as well because obviously the yeah. pe- people on social media can be very fickle if, you do, if they don't have a certain amount of postings and people saying this, that, and the other, then oh. they'll go away and find somebody else. But oh, I, think, really? I think your fan base seems like they're. I think so. Locked in. Yeah, they are. Cause <laughs> what are they like? They they are very different, all of them. Uh-huh. But I think they all have something in common with me, and I'm many things, and so are they. I'm, you know, I can be. I have been an outsider in certain worlds. There's always one place where you feel like an insider, but most of places you may feel like an outsider. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm emotional, and I'm have I'm I get easily stressed, and I'm quite an introvert, but I can be outgoing. 
And I think all those things is just very human. And many of them have many of these things in common with me. You know, there are a lot of weirdos in my fan base. Because but I that's know, fine, because like, you're a bit yes, of a weirdo too. Yes. And so am I, so it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but it's important that it's not... We're all weirdos. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Humans are so weird, so strange. It's, oh, it's always the normal ones or the weirdest ones as well. That don't, oh, yes. That don't, they don't tell Those you are the it. ones that kills people while listening to Phil Collins. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's... Uh, no, it's nice. I just like when people can embrace that and kind of, and not try to be something they're not either. Just relax about it. It's not. It doesn't really matter what we are or how we are, as long as you're slightly bit happy. What do you like in the studio? Are you very, very much? This is my song. You have to follow, follow me. Sit there, do that. Are you like going right? Col- collaborate, collaborate, or it? De- it depends. I'm quite bossy. I think, you know. Um, I think it's nice to for certain people to work with me and some people can be quite, you know, it's not right because <laughs> I'm quite bossy. If the idea is good, then I love it. If it's not, then I hate it. And I'm really like, I, I know what I want. Mm, so And I, I, I like it really quick. I'm really eclectic. Like it, it's, it's everywhere and I like to do things now. Like if I found a new sound, I want to go and record it now even though we're doing something else we need to stop that and do this instead and then you know it's very like uh, you need to be very awake and very (laughs) ready sounds like your engineer has a lot of patience yes yes definitely but but i I would imagine that the people you're working with on this new record are the people that you work with on the last one because they'll understand yes yeah magnus my drummer has worked with me on it um he's and he's also mixing the whole thing mm-hmm. with with us, with me, and um, and it's very um, it's very it's very nice to kind of. I, I also wanted new people because I wanted it to feel like a different chapter. But for me, it has a really clear concept, and it's connected to both my past album. And my third one, which I began to work on already in my head. So it's kind of like a, a bridge in between the two. And so if, if Queendom is a single that bridges into this album, does that mean that it's quite sort of a, a very proud of being female, proud of being me, proud of what what I've achieved album? No. No? All right. That's just... I know. love guessing these things. That's <laughs> and wrong. I always get them wrong. I know, but that's why the album is not going to be called Queendom, okay. for example. Sure. Because Queendom is just one very tiny part, extremely tiny part, compared to what the album is about. Mm-hmm. And it's... Um, but it is a very good beginning to it because it is about accepting and, and kind of seeing people in the way that we haven't in history, like that the women can be strong, then we're not weak as we have been l- looked upon all these years and still in some places. Yeah. And, and then same sex love, which some people can't look at as just beautiful as it is, almost more than anything because of the history and the long fight. And then it's about, you know, quiet uh, introverts and that we should listen to them more because I think we'll have brilliant leaders in this world if we listen to the people that didn't speak the loudest. And, you know, all, all of those things is just a different, you know, that's what Queendom is about, all of those things. But the album is very, it is about, it's very empowering. I want people... I want people to listen to it and feel like in the now they're actually growing. I want them to to listen to it and feel like they can do do anything and and kind of and you know when a song makes you walk faster and with confidence. I just really want this album to do that. Tell me about Igor. My Algebol? Yeah. How do you know about him? I, I, How do you know? I do. I've I've got. I've, I rang up your parents and spoke to them for an hour yesterday, and I didn't. Um, <laughs> I just do. I just do my research. I, oh. I I love the idea of Igor. Maybe I have. Yeah, Igor is my algebol. He's green. He's about. He's about like if you put your thumb next to, and touch it with your 
pointing, pointing finger, you'll get the size of him, especially if you're a little girl. And then he's like green-brown, I said that. He likes to live in cold water. What is an algae ball? Algae ball is just a ball made of, made of algaes. And the surface of his skin, fur, looks kind of like grass. And he likes t- to live in water. And he likes to be cold. And he likes it dark. And you can put him in the fridge if you want to give him like a little spa treatment. And if he turns brown, you can give him some salt and just um, stir around in the ball to give him some... Like flow flows, yeah. He lives for two hundred years. I was gonna say algae is like a a living. It's not a breathing organism. It's like a plant. But yeah, and it doesn't so eat like anything. A, it doesn't need anything. He's just handy, isn't he? He's like, very handy. He's a good. It's pet like for gold, me. it's like a goldfish, except even easier. Yeah, because he, <laughs> he doesn't eat anything. I've got. He two. just eat the the oxygen in the water. That's all he needs. I've got two goldfish and. I get absolutely no joy out of them whatsoever. I'm going to have goldfish they're in so, my next video. So, I've got one called pancakes oh. and the other one called tugboat. I had pancakes yesterday. Yeah, what? You ate my fish? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not cool. I specified in the email the one thing I didn't want you to do is eat my goldfish. I know. That one thing I was not supposed to do, <laughs> I did. <laughs> but they... they I don't, I don't, I don't get that much joy out of the goldfish. I, I enjoy them having them there, and I enjoy looking after them and feeding them and stuff. But then, but I think they look at me going, I don't really get much joy out of you. Either. I just sit, sit, see you sitting and watching TV all day. I get a tremendous amount of joy out of Igor. Moving on from Igor to somebody who is slightly less hairy. Less, less. I, I don't know. You, you can tell me. You might have met her. Katy Perry's a big fan of. She's yours. definitely less hairy than Igor. Yeah, I probably. I don't know. Mm. I don't know her at all. I would, I would assume so. I met her in Sia. Oh, yeah. At the Coachella Festival backstage. Do people ever, like, they con- were just confuse you for around. Sia because you've got, like, a fringe and sort of the uh, same color hair? No, it's, it's, it's quite okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, and she, she doesn't have a fringe. Or when I met her. Yeah. Um, and Katy Perry had short hair. And I, I, I remember I didn't know who they were, and I was next to them for quite a while before I said, "Oh, yeah." And and then I went over like a meter, and I walked that meter, and I said, "Hey," and then we hugged, and I talked to them a bit, and then I went to eat a veggie burger, and it was good. I ate half of it, and then I gave it to someone that was too drunk, and I said, "Eat this, my friend," and she said, "You're my pal," and I said. You're my bro. <laughs> was I, that, was yeah, that, was it that Katy Perry who needed the veggie burger? <laughs> no, no. She was very nice. Let's give me a veggie burger. <laughs> I'll take the foot out of your mouth. <laughs> no, it, it was very okay. She's very, very kind. You, I, I don't feel like the whole sort of um, celebrity whirlwind and the carnival nature that comes with all of that. Like, you know, people like Jaden Smith, who's a big fan of yours, and Katy Perry. Like... You, you don't really. I don't think you really care about all of that, do you? No, no, no I don't because I. It's just people anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't really. Of course, it's nice, especially if they actually, you know, they. I could see that they want to help me on my way. Then it's really heartwarming because it's really n- nice to do that for another. Artist and do kind you, of do you do that for other new artists that are coming through? Do you help them? I out? do it for all my friends in yeah. Bergen, like Norwegian artists. And if I really like something, I definitely share it. Um, but it depends who, who who it is. It needs to be a friend. Yeah, I've got like the, the the music scene in Norway is just too good at the moment. There's so many awesome artists. Do you know any of these? Because I I I'm playing them. A lot, and I love them. Gundalak. Yeah, he, he's I, cool. I, 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 I shared his new newest single before the album Control with my fans, and they really, really liked it. We did a, a duet together. He's really cool. Smears and yeah, Seagrid yeah, and. Anna of the North. Yeah, we know all of these people. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it's a small country, and we all, we all know each other. And they're I, all really nice. I've been to Norway twice now, and I love it. it, it it's just such a, it's such a re- re- really well put together country. Where? Oh, is this is this where you're gonna like be like? Oh, did you only go to Oslo? Yes. 
and this is where I'm going to say I've only been twice so yes mm-hmm. oh I like okay I'll not say I like Norway I love Oslo then I'm going to I'm going to invite you to Bergen and we'll have a chat there okay I think you'll love it wait it's it's two different sides of the same coin is it like a lot oh yeah it's Bergen's very a lot different. different yeah but I don't I what makes I Bergen different it rains more it has it's built in a fjord, you know, so mm. it's very, the, the nature is very uh, eye-catching over there. And it's, um, it's small. You can walk across, across the whole thing in like 20 minutes. The people are very nice, very down to earth. And you have these seven mountains kind of surrounding the whole thing. And you can go for hikes on them. And one of them has actually a tram going up for the people that don't want to walk but they want the beer on the top in the cafe. Mm, and it's very beautiful. It is. It has a special uh, vibration. Are you much of a hiker? Yeah. Yeah. Do you miss home a lot when you when you're away? Like, would you, if you weren't doing what you're doing, would you would you be still living in Bergen? I live in Bergen still. Yeah. I would never move. I think. I. Not to LA. Not to London. No. No. <laughs> no. I, I don't mind any of them. But it's just not Bergen. It's just not the same. And I love it, being able to speak Norwegian again and to go to a bar and you know everyone there and you and you know the people working there. And um, it's like last weekend when I forgot my scarf. <laughs> you looked around for it like you yeah. lost it. Yeah. When I lost <laughs> my, I did lose it on the way out of the taxi, and the lady came running after us. Um, but I, yeah, I. And I, he was having a cigar, and I, in my head, then I was like, "Oh, this scarf is gonna help you with your throat, because <laughs> it's not good for your throat to to smoke." So I gave him this, like, and then he woke up with it the next morning, and then you know because he knows the bar, he gives it to her, cause, yeah, you know, and then I go there the next day, and he said, "Oh, it's your scarf," because it's just nothing truly get lost uh-huh. gets lost in Bergen because. Everyone knows who it belongs to. <laughs> uh, that happened to me in Belfast when I when I started out working for the B- <laughs> BBC when I was like yeah. in my early twenties. I, I I used to like go to the pub on a Friday night after um, after I finished work. So yeah. me and my friends would go to the pub and we would just stay out. And I'd have my like bag on me with my laptop and stuff in it. And every single Friday for about three or four months, I left the bag in the pub mm. to the point where after two or three weeks, they'd phone me up on a Saturday morning going. Oh, we've got your fucking bag again. Just come down and get it. <laughs> I was like, how do you even have my number? <laughs> I've got your bag again. I've got your bag again. Yeah, I'm pretty forgetful. Yeah, me too. I need stuff pinned to me. Yeah, me too. But I don't mind for, uh, forgetting things. If they really want to be near me, they'll come back somehow. And if, you know, and if they disappear forever, I'm okay also. One of the last questions I want to ask you is um, how much you knew about Oasis before you covered that track? My, uh, the, one of the guys I did the track with was a huge fan and he loves, like he, he's a football fan of Manchester City. Oh no, I'm a Manchester United fan. Because Not of, because of, because of o- Oasis. Oasis, you know, so he's a huge fan of them. And I guess the set the scene is that you did the the John Lewis um, Christmas ad, which was a cover of Oasis' "Half the World Away." Hmm. I I haven't I I hadn't heard the song before, mm-hmm. uh, but I thought it was nice. It's a bit different from what I I do, but it's it's kind of a I don't know. I I really like the the purpose of the commercial. Also, I really like the the charity they were focusing on that year. Because I love old people, and uh, so it felt right to do it. And that was the, the ad with the guy on the moon, wasn't it? Yeah. And like everybody was like going, "Why is that guy on the moon like looking in a telescope to like young children?" He's and then everybody was like, "What's well, weird?" Huh? People are so stupid. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. We just hunt for the wrong. We just hunt to kind of. We love when people. S- step wrong, don't we? Yeah, people put, their, really put their own sort of like sadistic and they want to vibe on it. Really, it's it's it really was me- it was meant to be quite innocent. Yeah, and it was sort of like turned into something completely different. Well, explains it explains more about the current 
state of the people, I think, than it does, you know, because it's it's a really beautiful thing, you know. He's lonely and he's he's far away from everyone else, everyone he knows, and the world he knows, alienated. It is very much like that sometimes with old people, that the world kind of forgets that, you know, they know much more and. I really care about old people. I love them. I like the fact that you thought John Lewis was like a person that you were going to meet. Yes, I was so excited to meet him. But he Mr. died. <laughs> nice to meet you, Mr. Lewis. Because <laughs> I have a guy on my label called Tom Lewis, and I thought I had a family. But no. But I didn't meet John Lewis because he's, di- he's dead. <sighs> but it's okay. It's, a, it's all right. Yeah. It is all right. <laughs> I've got one final question to ask you, um, and that would be what advice or what tips you would give to somebody who is starting out in music right now. They've written a couple of killer songs, but they're just, they don't really know what's going on. Well, it's all about the songs, isn't it? Mm. And for many people, that's a hard thing to do, especially if you try to shape yourself into an an expected version of yourself rather than to just let your your own mind kind of just explore every possibility and find out what it likes first. As long as you're open with yourself and know that it's okay to step wrong and try again. It's okay to kind of um, hate what you've done but love what you do and um, enjoy the hunt of kind of... Um, of the next thing you're going to do in the future. I don't know what I would say, because there's not really a way, any right way to do anything in life. But just keep going. I've worked really hard. And one year I had over 200 shows. And you just have to like work really, really, really hard, because nothing happens if you, d- if you don't. And you just don't lose hope, I think. Because if there's one thing the world needs more of all the time, it's music. So you'll always be needed somewhere, you know. I mean, that's as good an answer as I could have hoped for. (laughs) Aurora, (laughs) thank you so much for this very Perkish interview. Perkish? Yes. Duvet, me and my duvet. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. Thank you very much to Aurora and her team for making this happen. She will have some amazing new music out and I would hazard a guess. As I'd say, it's pretty safe to hazard a guess at this. She probably will have a new album out this year too. Nay, she will have a new album out this year. Uh, my main thanks for all Slack and podcastings related go to Adam and Jenny and Chris and Barney for all of their help with season one of the Slacker podcast and um, and for their future work into season two of the podcast if they still want to work with me after everything. God, that makes it sound like something really bad with it. <laughs> really didn't. Uh, a lot of love to the people at Soho Radio for letting me use their dungeon studio as well. Right, okay, it's time for me to get busy booking up season two of the Slacker Podcast. I'll be back with a new and improved podcast in a couple of months. Thank you so much for listening. See you later. Bye bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 